The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you from Bar Canada at the D. Here in lovely downtown Las Vegas, Gil Alexander's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine, so much more than a producer. Um, still to come this hour, Jason Weingarten will join us from under a cloud of smoke. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk some golf and tennis, Kelly. Yeah, why not? We haven't done that in a long time. As uh, the year comes to a close, we'll talk about some of our thoughts in the upcoming calendars for both of those sports. Uh, we get tweets real quick before we get to Pritch. Uh, this is from Primetime, Cowboys underscore Cubs one. There you go. Actionable info. Antonio Pierce late for practice on a Wednesday. 100-star <laughs> lock of the year on KC minus 10 from Gil for his gillionaires. Let's ride. That's not what I said, man. I'm just saying he was later today than he was other days. Uh, when uh, was this? Uh, one E L I D one twelve. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, in Massachusetts, Rogers went as low as plus four fifty in comeback player That's of the wild. year. Plus four fifty in comeback player of the year. And Will Hill had a great point, which he didn't get to uh, say on the air, but he, he mentioned this afterwards about Stroud. He said, "Wish I had mentioned this. If Stroud misses this week, which I think he will, and everybody looks that way, and they lose." And then he misses next week and they lose again. They might be eliminated by week 18 and would have no reason to play him in week 18. Great point. Getting back to the offensive rookie of the year uh, conversation. And again, let me just say this for those landing on it. We get it. Concussions are very serious things. We love C.J. Stroud on this show with Kelly and I. We love him. I mean, I've made all those bets in the NFL draft about Stroud. Um but we do look at everything through the prism of bets on this uh, here show and this here network. And uh, I'm just saying, minus 10,000 doesn't appear to be a correct number at this point. And the 20 to ones on a guy like Nakua, who could break both rookie records for receptions and receiving yards, you know, it's only three weeks left in the year. That might be the most mispriced market there is right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, you know, to Will's point, I think it's a great point. I mean, D'Amico Ryan stands no chance if that happens. Stands too. no chance if they don't make the playoffs. That's why, like the stike, you know, unless you're a Dan Campbell person, like Aaron Schatz is, and, and Aaron Schatz's reason for still voting for Campbell was he for him, the reasoning was he's the best combination of old school and analytics. That was Aaron Schatz's basis for wanting to bet on uh, or wanting to vote for Campbell. But if you're, I mean, if, if it's not going to be D'Amico, Shane Steichen, if the Colts make the playoffs, Kyle Shanahan, if you believe in just they're the best team, he's the best coach, and there you go. And then there's the Kevin Stefanski crowd, right? There's a couple other people out there. Uh, Mike Pritchard joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He not only played the game, he did it at the highest level. Former first-round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, national champion at Colorado. And v Zone, also star of last week's Megapod, his biggest achievement of all of them. It's Mike Pritchard, everybody. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. Went two and two on your bad boy, your uh, Mac Pie. Yeah. <laughs> Including the teaser. 
<laughs> now, tell me the truth, Mike. It's only me and you yes. talking. Nobody's listening right now. That's right, right, right. Um, um, painful experience for you? Joy, enjoyable? How is it for you on the Megapod? Is oh, it? I loved it. Okay. I loved it. A little pressure. Um, <laughs> a little pressure. But I, I, like, yeah, I like pressure. I mean, uh, you, you know, it's competitive, right? I, I think we're all competitive at Beeson. Yeah. Uh, certainly you have to be when you're, when you're betting these games and betting sports uh, in general. But, uh, yeah, I got the juices flowing. I thank you for that. Is it, it's funny. People like Chernoff, like Adam Chernoff, who you wouldn't think would be affected by his Megapod appearances. He's like, I'm more nervous for my Megapod picks than I am at anything I do. <laughs> it's so interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're on the spot. Uh, big time. Uh, let us start with the San Francisco 49ers. I had a discussion Kelly and I did with Drew Dinsick yesterday, and I sort of said that this Niners team, who Aaron shots at DVOA to bring up Aaron again, has the Niners through 14 weeks, or he had them at least through 13 weeks. I would assume through 14 as well, although I haven't checked. But he had them through 13 weeks as his fifth best team of all time since he's gone all the way back to 1981 in terms of his numbers. So the fifth best team of all time through 13 games since 1981. And we're talking like 91 skins who you played, 2007 Patriots at the top of that list. Fifth. And I said, they do remind me, I said to Drew yesterday, they do remind me of these teams growing up um, where, you know, whether that was the Cowboys dynasty of the early 90s, whether that was the Niners, whether that was the Giants or the Skins of the 80s, they remind me of that team that when you wake up Super Bowl Sunday, you just know they're going to roll. Do you have this same sense of them? Do you believe that they're head and shoulders above everybody else? Yeah, yeah. you know, the similarities to the 91 um, Washington team, Skins team, is incredible because you think about the quarterback at the time, right, Rippin. Uh, yes. And and so when when you think of these elite teams, you don't think of uh, those teams without having an elite quarterback. You know, Rippon was really really good, big guy. But I mean, look at the people he had around him, which was phenomenal. Uh, and, and that's how I compare the Niners now, because you know the Niners they don't have that marquee quarterback. I, I think everybody's trying to make Brock Purdy the marquee guy, but. Uh, you put on, you put Elway into this offense. It's the 98, 90, uh, 97, 98 Broncos, right? Uh, you put Troy Aikman on, uh, on this football team. They're the dynasty of the early nineties. I mean, you put a hall of fame quarterback, Joe Montana, Steve Young, uh, with this 49ers group, they are an all timer. Right. Uh, and I think that's what we're starting to see. They beat you on all three levels, uh, offensively. Uh, when you think about the trenches or running back position out on the edges as well uh, in the middle of the field, deep uh, on the field as well. Uh, and then the, uh, defensively, they just get after you on all three levels too. So uh, they're well-constructed. Lynch has done a great job. Um, uh, you got guys that are with this organization that knows what it looks like when it comes to building teams and, and certainly having guys play at a high level uh, and reaching that Super Bowl. So uh, I, there, there's so many coincidences with this football team uh, to compare them uh, with historic teams and franchises. It's it's incredible right now what they're doing. That, that's a fascinating comparison, the Rippin-Purdy thing, where they don't get great. Rippin ended up being the uh, Super Bowl MVP. And I will say this about Rippin that right. year, was only sacked seven times the entire season. So he had this great yeah. line in front of him. But every long ball he threw, you could have stopped time, and you couldn't have walked it up to the wideout more you know, perfectly than his long balls that year to Monk, Clark, and Sanders. It was just an incredible year of football. Um, I, I, we've said this yeah, about absolutely. we've said this about the Buffalo Bills, right? I've said it for a few weeks now. I hear everybody saying this now, which is, you know, what's the team you don't want to face in the postseason? It's the Buffalo Bills, right? Um, certainly and currently on the outside looking in, but obviously they are a team that is power ranked higher than their current position in the standings. If I right. removed the Bills and did not allow you to answer the Bills to that question. Give me another team that you wouldn't want to play in the postseason. What's the team that you would fear? You know, there's so many candidates. I was looking at that this morning, to be honest with you, Gil, because, you know, there's so many teams that are improving uh, right now. My, Miami is improving defensively um, from from what they've been all year long. Uh, and then offensively, we know that they're capable of. But again, home versus road and we're seeing that dynamic kind of play out like you don't trust Dallas on the road at all like I think Miami uh, is one of those teams that you just don't trust uh, on the road at all I mean I I like what you're saying about Buffalo because Buffalo really has discovered that running game Uh, you know the Rams are heating up which is interesting they got a tough road Cincinnati there's the unknown with the Bengals because of Browning the quarterback but 
there's also a fire. There's also injuries. You know, Jamar Chase, we'll see what happens here. But, you know, offensively, I, I think they're building some confidence. And the team that we were just talking about, San Francisco, if there's a team out there that could be dangerous uh, to them uh, and this whole Super Bowl uh, road that we're about to go upon, it's, it's the Detroit Lions. Uh, if mm. golf can play like that, but there's that dynamic again, though, he only plays well at home. Uh, and so can they go out on the road and, yeah. and dominate? Uh, there's only a handful of teams that can go out on a road right now and dominate. And so, uh, therefore it kind of narrows the scope in terms of which of those teams that I just mentioned will, will cap this off with an incredible run. Well, let me ask, okay, let me ask it that way that in the NFC, so assuming yeah. the Niners then have home field, is it the Eagles or the Cowboys or someone else that would, to you, give them the biggest, like, give them the biggest scare. What's the team? Yeah, somebody, somebody else. I mean, I, I think the Eagles and Cowboys are intimidated of of the 49ers. Uh, it's going to take somebody out of sight, out of mind that this doesn't know any better on what they're facing. I mean, the Eagles they faced the 49ers. Uh, they, they got whipped the second time around at home. Uh, with a quarterback. Dallas, I don't think Dallas is strong enough mentally. They haven't proved themselves that way yet uh, to kind of contend with that. Whereas Detroit's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, I don't see any other teams unless, you know, Tampa Bay goes on an incredible run, which I don't see that happening, or, or any of these other teams like the Rams or somebody like that. Um, it's, it's Detroit, uh, and if they can stay consistent, if they can control their emotions, and if Jared Goff can play very well on the road. I mean, that, that's the scary team, I think, for San Francisco. Who's the AFC team that needs home field the most? Who needs that number um, one seed the most to advance? I, I think from a defensive standpoint and just looking at the numbers, uh, it would be Miami. Uh, Miami's defense at home, uh, I, I think, is pretty incredible. Uh, I, I think when you look at the fact that you also have, um, you know, other guys out there like, like, you know, Baltimore and what they're doing, Miami, Miami at home. That, that, that's the team I would identify uh, certainly that needs home field advantage. Do you feel like the Chiefs would be beatable at home this time around? Let's say the Chiefs ended up with the number one seed, which is still a possibility. You think they're beatable right. this year at home? I do. I, I do. I, I, I see a lot of frustration there. Um, I, they can't just turn it on. And plus fatigue's a factor. Um, look at the Eagles. The Eagles, they, they are not falling apart, but uh, certainly you can tell that they're getting worn down. Uh, and that's what Seattle did in that game uh, that we saw earlier uh, uh, this week. But uh, yeah, I think fatigue's a factor. And then, you know, there's nowhere else to evolve to uh, for Kansas City. So what we're seeing right now, if they can't improve their execution, I, I certainly believe that they're vulnerable. All right. So your Super Bowl at this moment is... Well, I, I've been with Dallas all year long, but they, they're just not strong enough. So I'm, I'm going to switch it. I can, we can do that at least. I'm going to switch it to San Francisco uh, and Miami. And Miami. Okay. After yeah. all that, and Miami. Mike Pritchard, yeah. everybody. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, thank you, guys. Take at, care. At M.I. Pritchard on the old Twitter machine. Kelly and I, we got a little hankering to talk some golf and tennis. We'll do that next. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Vsin, the sports betting network. Want to check out Vsin's betting splits? That's Vsin's betting splits. But don't have a Vsin Pro subscription yet? Something's wrong with Kelly's mic. No problem. This week only, we're giving everyone access to the betting splits for free. The Vsin betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Get free access to Vsin's betting splits. All this week at vsin.com slash splits. That's vsin.com slash splits. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us talk some golf and tennis. Kelly and I haven't talked about these two sports in quite some time because, well, the seasons kind of drift off, yeah, don't they? the off season. With the exception of, you know, John Rahm jumping to live, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just some thoughts as the, uh, as the calendar approaches 2024 and the sports resume in earnest even though there are some, you know, rando tournaments around the world at this point. I was going to say, are there lower-level ATP yeah. and WTA events yeah. going on? I was betting on a couple 125s the last couple weeks. And, uh, wow, okay. Yeah. 125? I haven't even heard you mention that level before. <laughs> okay, wow. Soon I'll be like, I'm betting a 67.5. No, those don't <laughs> exist. Uh, okay, so here are just general thoughts. And this is, this is going to sound very much like it did for me on the women's side as it did last year at this time. And let me just say, with my tennis handicapping, 2020, 2021, fantastic. 2022, mild win. 2023, not so good. Uh, 2023 was the year also on the ladies' side where Iga, Iga had a swoon by Iga standards in the middle. Talking about Iga Sviatek, who had been the number one women's tennis player in the world for 75 straight weeks. And as you know, if you're a keen listener to this show, I have called her on different occasions. I said she will win double-digit slams, and she will be the greatest of all time when all is said and done. Um, And I've taken nothing but incoming for that. Okay, you guys enjoy that. Uh, She's won four slams at this point, and she's won 17 tournaments. She heads into this year. J-Rod, by the way, one of our loyal listeners, has done a great job following all of the EGA uh, Twitter accounts and all the Stan, the EGA Stan accounts. Uh, She is revamping certain parts of her game. She rose. So once she she got knocked out, once her 75-week streak of being at number one got snapped, it almost it appeared to take the weight off her shoulders and uh, off her shoulders. And when she won at Beijing, I said on this show, I said that was Iga's way of telling everybody, "Hope y'all enjoyed it while you while you could." Of course, she said it in Polish, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and so here's the thing. By the way, she speaks a wonderful English as well. I think Iga, and I had this bet last year, and it did not work out. I said Iga to win uh, three slams last year plus plus five fifty. It didn't work out. She only won one. I think she's winning multiple slams this year, and I think those four slams are going to increase big time. Um, the Australian Open, which she has never won, is the first of the four tennis slams. She is plus 275. Always shop around for these. Plus 275 at DraftKings. I got a stray 3-1 to one at the win yesterday, Kelly. Stray 3-1 to one on Iga to, oh, win, really? the, to win the Australian so you're Open. you're in on this one. I'm in. Okay, all right. I am in. 
Uh, I also at Caesars. Caesars offers a special market. Now, real quick, is that oh. is that more of a is it more of a number play because really people haven't been betting into this yet, or is it just all you already know you're going ego? Uh, it's it's both. I don't think she should. I mean, listen, the 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 interesting thing about the women's tour is you had players who had their moments. Marquette Vondrasova won yeah. Wimbledon. Obviously, uh, it was considered the big three for much of the year with Sabalenka and Rubakina. But Sviatek, to me now, is revamped and ready to go. Like, she had her moment where she felt the pressure of this number one streak. She got she was knocked out of number one for, for a little while. She's back to being number one. I think this is her year where she soars and just destroys competition. And I think it starts with a with a slam that she's never won. So I think three to one is actually a perfect number to get. Now, how low? I mean, I wouldn't go lower than two, obviously. Right, okay. Um, but at this point, I think that's a bet at plus two seventy five. I there's also a, there's also a prop at Caesars, the same one as last year. How many slams will Iga Sviatek win? On the ladies' side, zero is three to one. One, and remember, she's always the prohibitive favorite on clay at the French Open. Uh, so she's plus 130. That's the short shot to win one slam. Two slams is plus 190. Three slams is 10 to one. And winning the Grand Slam, which has not been done since 1988 when Steffi Graf won the Grand Slam. Margaret Court before that, of course, Kelly. I know you know that, 1970. Yeah. Um I would have guessed that. Four slams. I would have been able to guess the year. But I guess. 40 to 1 for four slams. Now, I, I did go ahead and bet the three slams at 10 to 1. It is not by math a good number. Uh, if you par if they were allowed to parlay, and I don't know that, that I am, but if you were allowed to parlay three slams and you picked the correct three slams, it would be more like 19 to 1. French being the anchor. For me, it would be the Australian Open and the U.S. Open. But again, you'd have to hit those exact yeah, three. You'd have to pick the exact right. three. Yeah. So leaving a little bit of leeway, I did take the 10 to 1 at three slams. On the men's side, it's, I don't have as many thoughts other than one macro thought. I want to give you a chance to talk golf here. And the macro thought is Novak Djokovic is still the best player in the world. He is the GOAT. As much, of, as, much as I love Roger Federer and I've always maintained he's the greatest of all time, it's, you, you can't say he is anymore. Novak Djokovic is just that. And last year was the year where guys like... Sinner and Rune were supposed to sort of rise to the level of both Djokovic and Alcaraz. It didn't quite happen. It probably gets a little closer this year because the talent is amazing. And Sinner is right on the doorstep, but Medvedev is still out there. There's just not any... There, there, I'm not going to sit here and make some outlandish long shot bet as long as Djokovic and Alcaraz at the top because that would just be irresponsible. Okay. I think if you told me you were betting Sinner at six to one, for instance, the Australian Open or Medvedev at seven to one, I wouldn't scoff at it. Um, but at the same time, I would say if you're going to take a long shot, take a Sasha Zverev at twenty-two to one or Holger Rune at thirty to one. But in reality, I don't think anything is going to happen. I think Djokovic is going to be there at the end. Okay. He's won 10 of these, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I do have follow-ups, though, for, I think yeah. for the average tennis fan out there. So it has, on hard courts, has Sinner overtaken uh, where Medvedev's at? No. I mean, obviously, they're close no. in Medvedev odds, is, six to one. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say he has. Okay. okay. I mean, I would. I, we were doing our power rankings of tennis right. players last year, uh, all court, and I had Sinner as my fifth. And this was in an age where Nadal was still hanging around. Nadal will be back for this, by the way, but this is not his surface. Um, the other question I'd have, quick, is: Do you expect? Do you expect a a point in this season where we're ta or this year where we're talking even more about Alcaraz overtaking where Djokovic is at? I mean, Alcaraz is the greatest young player there is on earth. No one disputes that anymore. He definitely at the end of this calendar year. You could tell he was tired. Yeah. Like, even for him, it was like, okay, too much. So I think now with a chance to recharge his batteries, he's still it's still one, two, in any direct, in any order you want them, Djokovic or Alcaraz. But it, it is time for the sinners and the runes of the world to make this more than that. Yeah, to actually make it something. Yeah. But I, I just, you can't responsibly, like, say, I'm betting this absolutely because Djokovic is Djokovic. It's like it's un unlike any other sport. I also think, yeah, I, I like that the ten to one on the th the three uh, the three for Iga, a forty to one only on four. That feels like that number. Oh, should it be should be. It should be so, so much. Hasn't happened since nineteen eighty eight. 
You, I mean, to be all court and win all of them, you're asking too much. And, and like, and, and I always think it's fascinating. Like, it's great for, you know, like, I'm about to get in golf here real quick. Like, you know, tennis, you play on different surfaces yes. all the time, too. Yes. So, like, we see how that favors uh, different players. Serena never won a Grand Slam. Just right, exactly. Right. Like, Serena never did. Yeah. And you're only getting 40 to 1. Wow, that's crazy. And, Djoko, uh, and Djokovic did win 10 Australian Opens already. So, there you go. Um, so what I was going to do here, we're going to talk a little, we're going to do a little golf, a little tennis. What I figured I'd do was grab some of the, there are prices up at DraftKings for guys to win majors in 2024. I thought it would be better to look at some of those instead of looking at the masters, the masters odds. I think that there are some masters bets that can be smart to make early in the season. Not this early, though. I think you need to want to get a few tournaments in, see how guys are playing. They might have equipment changes. They might have coach changes. They might have a bunch of stuff going on that you might see, okay, after a few tournaments, okay, this is a guy who's on the rise. Let me get in on him now while there's still a longer number out there. I always think that's a better way to approach the Masters. I do think it's a tournament you take uh, some outrights in long, you know, further out than you would in most others. But still, what we're talking today, it's still pretty far out. So um, I haven't bet any of these, but I wanted to list if there are people for just looking to, to bet a guy to win a major uh, in 2024. Those are listed for a bunch of golfers, probably like 25, 30 golfers up at DraftKings. So a few I, I selected where I thought the odds were probably the most appropriate. Scotty Scheffler's like even money. As much as I love Scotty Scheffler and how amazing he is, even money to win a major. The market is aware. Yeah, the market is aware. I just don't really think that's a bet that I'd be running to make. Xander Shoffley, uh, that would be my favorite one. This is the year. This is the year. That's right. This is the Chargers. This is the Clippers. (laughs) This is Xander Shoffley all wrapped up into one, four to one on Xander. Um, He's something that I'll probably be looking at for a Masters bet anyways. I think he's 22 to one right up at uh, uh, up at DraftKings right now. If he's in the 20s, assuming he his form looks decent here at the beginning of the season, I imagine he's a guy I'll be interested in for the Masters. So then 4-1, to one, if you extrapolate that uh, for the course of the season, I think it's decent to win a major. John Rahm at plus 275. That's really just the difference between the, uh, John Rahm, the pricing of John Rahm versus Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler. I didn't really get why he was this much longer. Plus 275. Then a little bit of a longer shot. Matt Fitzpatrick, he really came on into last season. I think 9-1 to one on him to win a major wouldn't be a bad bet. Wow. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game from Bar Canada here in Las Vegas. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Vegas. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Vegas. The crown is yours. Gil Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Uh, K2 19. K219. What about Purdy for comeback player? <laughs> you know, uh, K2-19, if I may call you by your uh, given name. Um, I think at this point we should just give him comeback and offensive player of the year and MVP. and like. I, I've, this seriously, point. I've seriously gotten to the point where if it ended today, <laughs> I, I, think it sh- I think it should be a clean sweep. It's just MV- clean sweep. MVP, offensive player of the year, coach of the year, 49ers. Who, he, let me ask it a different way. Who's the guy that gets shut out of everything? I think it's Tyreek now. Yeah. I think yes, Tyreek is I, about I, to get I, shut out of everything. I don't know. I don't know because I think it still matters who they end up going with for MVP. Web 12-66, the angriest guy in Kentucky, formerly the angriest guy in New Jersey. He said the whole Aaron Rodgers story was BS from day one. He said, if you cannot figure that out and then bet on it, makes me feel a little better about some of the bets that I've made. How about that? And then uh, J.D. Emmons, our buddy J.D. from Alabama, he said, uh, he's talking about how you like to annoy your brother with your gifts oh for his gosh, kids. Oh, my gosh, what a tweet this is. He said, I love to get my friend's young son inappropriate gifts. So when I saw brass knuckles at a store in Prague, I nabbed them. Joke was on me when I forgot they were in my bag as I attempted to board a <laughs> flight in Berlin. The, the police were not amused. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. And uh, Vegas Valkisa. Uh, uh, because I'm sure that story, you know, to the cops and customs, really good. I'm, re- I'm sure that translates over really well. Oh, Vegas Valkis, you just wrote a tweet that Deborah Salt Fashion Stylist would love. Here's the problem. The, the 
this shirt, something's going on with this shirt. So I could have buttoned this right here. Oh, good, Because he was like putting me up okay. against Fabio. He goes, who wore it better? <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going to do that. Because it also cuts off here. It's a horrible look. Thank you, Vegas Valkies. Uh, Jason Weigarten joins us, ladies and gentlemen. He is a fashionista. He's also under a cloud of smoke. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Spreadopedia. He joins us now. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. How's it going? Doing very well. Uh, Kelly and I were just having this conversation off air. Worst, worst drivers in any city you've ever been in? What is the answer per Jason Weingarten? Uh, worst drivers? Collective I driving. Mean, I'll give you the answer. Las Vegas, there's nothing closer. And I, have, I don't know. I've been, oh. I've been to Central America. I've been to Israel. Like, they drive pretty pretty violently in oh, yeah. different parts of the world. So <laughs> it's I don't true. Know. It's true. Israel. There by are the places. Way. There there are places like like for example the Dominican Republic. Like I won't I, I won't go there. Not that it's like I'm I'm like you know buying a ticket on my way there. But like I'll go to Costa Rica. I'll go to Central America. I like Guatemala. I'm not particularly interested in going to the Dominican Republic because of the unsafeness of of the driving there. of the like, driving. It, Baseball players go go back and they die. Like it happens every year. I was, I, I, it's very true. I was thinking about the United States, but you're right. Like in Tel Aviv, this is true. Yeah. I, I love Tel Aviv. Before the light is even green, swear to God, it's just as red as could be, honking beyond belief behind you. Like it's red. <laughs> You want me to do? Yeah, I was keeping it in the U.S. too. I, it's yeah, amazing. But there, there's some mid '90s uh, Moscow, Russia stories. <laughs> yeah, sure. Of drivers, I got. Yeah. All right, I take it back. Maybe we should all be. But thankful. like, if you if you drive in L.A. every day, like you're talking about, like people driving up the side of the freeway and stuff, like that's normal. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, here, I don't know. I, here it is a daily occurrence of if you you literally are like, I can't believe I just saw that. I've been I've been guilty of that shortcut a time or two myself. <laughs> I asked the right person, <laughs> Jason, doing that. Thing. All right, what did you bet this weekend, uh, National Football League, Week 16? Well, first, I want to say um, I can't believe I lost that Washington bet, um, but I only found out I, I I lost it by listening to you guys talking about it because I turned off. I hadn't turned off. I fell asleep because I had some uh, some Cowboys teasers, and those got blown out quickly. It was the last leg to win a bunch of money. so. I was like, well, my day's over. I'm going to take a nap. And I woke up, and uh, I found out the next day from you guys how my Washington bet lost. So, man, yeah. that was uh, Good times, right, Jason? Fun. Yeah. Glad, glad we could uh, walk you through it on the, uh, on the Ron yeah, Rivera in pain, experience. Yeah, painful detail. It was like watching <laughs> it. You know, I, at least I didn't have to watch it twice. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're good for that. Um, sorry about that. Cow- Cowboys getting a point and a half this weekend versus the Dolphins. It's kind of like pretender versus pretender here for me. Um, which which one of these teams do you like least? For me, I, I like the Dolphins a little bit less than the Cowboys. I think getting a point and a half here after this this kind of no-show performance last week, kind of a, a nice buy-low spot for the, uh, the Cowboys here. And then we got the Rams game tomorrow night, um, which I will be attending. Uh just wanted to point that out, I guess. Sure. But oh, uh, I bet wonderful. over 46 because I'll be there. I got to gotta root for something. I think uh, Derek Carr, I don't know, man. Like, like, Ooh. was that one of the worst quarterback performances you've ever seen from, from anybody, you know, last week? Or, like, I don't even – just why is he even playing? Oh, I've seen far worse from Derek Carr than last week. I mean, I, I've said so many times through the years, he will amass stats. But whenever you need a, a, a smart decision late in the game, he will always be reliably making the bad one, the bad choice. But I mean, he's clearly playing injured. You know what I mean? Like, like he just, yeah. it, he, it's, it's, a, it's an injury thing. Well, I, it might be now, but I'm just saying, like, how many times have you had a bet on the Saints through your life and you remember, like, on a key third and four or fourth and four, Derek Carr just throwing the ball into the ground or something? And you're like, what? Yeah. And that's and that's not about an injury, but yeah, now he's probably affected by that. They're four point dogs. The Saints are tomorrow night at the Rams. Jason will be in attendance, and he's playing the over forty six. Yeah, I think the short week, you know, for both teams, kind of kind of hopefully gets a little sloppy, and hopefully we don't have a blocked uh, extra point or anything at the end this this week to to kind of ruin ruin <laughs> things again. You're a, a keen Rams observer. Do you believe that if they got into the postseason, they could win a game? 
Sure, I'd love to see him win a game. Unfortunately, it's likely that the, that win's going to come on the road, so I won't I won't get to see it in person. Um, I'd love to attend a, a playoff game. Uh, just in general, I love going to NFL games. It's it's pretty fun. Once you start going, you're like, yeah, I'll go whenever. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him win a game. I do think they could win a game. They still have those problems with the offensive line. Uh, Aaron Donald's not 100% right now, so you know, things really have to break their way. They're not a team that I would necessarily fire a long shot future on to win the, uh, the, uh, win the, the conference. And, you know, frankly, I don't think they could match up with the 49ers, even if they got this far that far, but well, let's, you not, know, let's, let's not get crazy. Yeah. For sure. A man can dream. Man can dream. What else did you uh, bet this weekend in the NFL? Anything else in the, in the NFL? So far, not much. I, li- I bet a little bit on the Packers versus the Panthers. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, we've, we've seen what 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 the Panthers are. They've shown us what they got. And I, I just think the Pan- the Packers could score more points than them. Um, pretty, pretty simple. John, John Madden style analysis there. But uh, <laughs> then the other one, I'm just going to keep beating this drum, especially after the Aaron Rodgers news. I think for uh, Wilson. You might have a little pressure off your back now that you know Rodgers isn't coming back, but we know what he's capable of, and I'm just like, like you're gonna lay three points with the Jets? No, thank you. I'll I'll take three points with the Commanders, and hopefully, it, it won't you know ruin Christmas Eve. It's it's such an interesting game, and by interesting, I mean God help you if you have to live through this. But it, it you know, the Jets offense versus the commander's defense might be one of the more fascinating unit to unit matchups of the week. It's like, you know, the 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 offense that can't and the defense that that will allow. And so it's going to be fascinating on that side of the ball. I, I don't know that the commanders I mean the commanders have weapons on offense. Can they do some damage against the Jets? Uh that remains to be seen, but if, Lord knows I wish it was Jacoby Brissett in there. Uh it's a it's a weird spot, especially with with both teams essentially, you know, being you know, the Jets are already eliminated. I think, you know, that's that's why Rogers officially isn't coming back, right? Because there's no playoff path, nothing to sort of gain from coming back. E, that's what he's he's saying that he's not playing because of that, right? Um, but I just went on a whole rant about it. How he he was never coming back, Aaron Rodgers, and this was just a convenient excuse for him now that they're out. But that's just. Uh, but you don't you don't think had they won a couple games, he would have tried to at least accelerate the timeline. Like had they say like two more wins, he buys himself another week. You know, well, maybe. I said on on this show a few weeks ago. I go by coming back, and I again as, as someone who's popped two Achilles. Does it mean I, I can take a snap, take three steps back, and throw the football? Yes, you can do that. Anybody who had an Achilles surgery could do that. By the way, now he's on the standard medical timeline of coming back from an Achilles. I just want to point that out as well. But anybody could have done that. But I'm talking about actually playing football, having to cut and avoid and do things athletic. He wasn't doing that. He was never doing that. And it was so irresponsible. Anyway, we don't have to adjudicate that again. Um we got to run. Sorry about Jason. Sorry about that, Jason. It's okay. I, I, I like the Rogers talk. Yeah. Um, appreciate it as always. Good luck with all of these and have fun at the Rams game tomorrow night. Thank you. Hopefully it's a good weekend. Don't don't blow all your money on Christmas Eve and ruin Christmas. You know, that's, that's my advice this week. Pro tip of the hour. Seriously. Thank you, Jason. Pro tip. Pro. Coming back, more NFL on the other side. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking to bet smarter? Then VEASAN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $79. Sign up today. Get unlimited access to daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video. Those are all our betting guides and best bets for all college football bowl games, Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out on this limited-time holiday offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up on our holiday special now. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate all the feedback. Uh, good, bad, and different. As long as you're funny, man, we love it. You can even murder us if you're funny. Johnny Ringo, the Brock Purdy isn't that good because his team is doing all the work. Um, uh, narrative is comical. So many haters. Yeah, so many. I agree. Uh, Lionel G. Williams, Every Year, Every Christmas by Luther Vandross might be the best Christmas song I've ever heard. By the way, Kelly and uh, me, our favorite Christmas songs tomorrow on the show. Do you know how many of my tribe has, you know, you know, you know all the great Christmas classics were written by tribesmen? Do you know that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I, I think probably because you brought it up before. Yeah, I'll bring it up again tomorrow. <laughs> Phil Weiss. How about zero slams for Iga? Oh, we put that up there. It was plus 130, I believe. That was you ask a question, you get an answer, Phil. Why don't you bet it if you're so smart with zero slams? longer than that, even. Go, go zero slams, buddy. See how that works out for you. Bill Hooker. Iga should be highly regarded. At least Iga's equal physically to her competition. Serena was much bigger and stronger than hers, equivalent to Ali fighting Leonard Hagler and Hearns. Three to one for zero grand slams. Oh, three to plus one. Plus 130. Yeah, bet it, one, Phil. Bet it, Phil. One slam plus 130. Plus, yeah, one slam plus 130. I'm sorry. Just call me Skip. Do you still have right angle sports on weekly? Uh, we do. I wasn't here last week, so we didn't last week. Then this week, uh, he couldn't do it. So hopefully we return next week. Holiday schedule conflicts, yeah. Uh, you know how it goes. Uh, Jesse Welch, eager to win the Australian and 49ers to win the Super Bowl. 10 to 1 at DraftKings. I'm in on that at some point today. Plus 1025. Uh, Chris Heath, funny you're having the conversation about traffic as I just used some keen maneuvering to make it to work on time during a very wet Bay Area commute. Oh, be careful when the Bay Area gets wet. Roger Jones. Gil, those folks who bet on uh, Al Rogers to win Comeback Player of the Year shouldn't need to worry. Aren't these books obligated to refund that bet? I mean, he blew his Achilles. There's a lot of jokes at that one from Roger. One uh, VR back in the Megapod days once referred to Aaron Rodgers for a whole rant as Al Allen Rodgers. <laughs> uh, and then the other one was, yes, this whole Mishugas with refunding bets. Uh, Nevada Azer. So Tel Aviv is basically New York City regarding traffic lights and drivers being impatient. LOL. Uh, JD saying to Will Hill, it's time to send Gil a Gold Boys hoodie. Yeah, man. Send me that. I'd appreciate that very much. Uh, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. By the way, you excited? Not only Christmas songs tomorrow, but again, if you missed it, the gentleman, I'm going to say gentleman because I'm sure he is a gentleman. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Perry is his name. 
He is one of the remaining 10 entrants in Circus Survivor, one of the remaining 10 contestants with entries in Circus Survivor, who has both proclaimed himself the greatest better of all on Twitter and his latest one. Uh, when I win the nine point, when I win the 9.3 million, not if, when I win the 9.3 million from the Circus Survivor, I'm requesting an all cash payout in caps. Get the wheelbarrow ready. Hashtag I'm not chopping. We have Sean on the show on Friday. Yeah. He will be sitting right in between me and Kelly, and yeah. we look forward to the conversation. I can't wait. I can't wait. It is a different. It is a different perspective, right? Like we've often talked in years past, right? When we've gotten down to this point of the similarities between uh, between this contest and what a poker tournament turns yeah. into, when you start talking, he about is the a job. Four, he is a poker player. He is a. I mean, he is a a very well established poker player who has won a lot of money doing that. His father was a World Series of Poker winner, uh, so obviously the experience experience from that end is there. And I think when you've got look, when you've got those kind of winnings and you're in a contest like this, should you be more confident than the other people in it? I wouldn't be surprised if you are. You, you um, certainly come from a different perspective. Exactly, exactly. So I think we've heard we've heard a lot of stories over the years of kind need, of. I don't need I don't know if you need to be all that cocky about it, but you certainly <laughs> you certainly come from a different perspective, right? right. Yeah. Um, so you know, but my point is that we've talked to a lot of people where they, it's great stories where they've never even been here before, yeah. right? Like he might not have been here for Circus Survivor, but he's been in a, a position to cash pretty big before so i think it will be interesting hearing hearing him talk about it listen it's so i've said this now a couple times but it's so interesting these these you know just taking three at random we talked to joe pete about it yesterday there's sean perry the poker player who is super chesty about it yeah there's the gentleman we talked to last week jonesy right mm -hmm. greg jones who yeah. made the mistake on thanksgiving and is monetizing it behind the scenes beautifully then there's the, the homework assignment that you picked up for Bowtie Joe. Cabaret, Bowtie who, like, Cabaret. Like we haven't even heard. We haven't heard ex except for uh, what was the one the one story, right? From uh, Bowtie Cabaret who hasn't hedged one dollar. Yeah. Who is just riding his one entry from the beginning of the season and has apparently to this point no interest or no... I don't know what the, what the what the correct phrase not is. Not sure he has any idea we've not talked sure about him how, as much. Not sure he knows how to... Right. Um, that it's just too much for him to even consider. I don't know, but you have all types. And so we just try to highlight all the different types. Yeah, we were we were talking about that with Joe. I believe it was off air we were talking about this, but it's the, you know, it, it, I think there is the difference between the person that looks at it at what is the intrinsic value of your entry right yes. now, or is, it, or yes. is a guy just looking at it as, hey, this is $1,000. Correct. And it's turned into a $1,000 long shot that I could make. I, I'm in position. I'm still alive to make a ton of money off it, but it's only $1,000 I've invested. So I, I he, wonder he how— He was, though. Here's where that sort of gets a little muddled. He was pro-chop. I know that for a fact right, as well. exactly. He was pro chop. He wanted to do the five hundred thousand so dollars a piece yeah, thing. That's a little odd. Yeah, when that fell through, he just plowed through. You know, I, I no, and I'm with you for the people that hey, if you've got the gamble and you like Sean, good for you. You handle yeah. this however you want to. Like Craig Jones, though, that is it. What an amazing story that is. And then like to to just you are capitalizing on every opportunity that you have left the rest of the season to make a little money, put a little money in your pocket. I love that, too. I love that. And again, pouring out a 40 for Adam Burke, who yeah. was part of the Mark Goldberg Spooky Express. I was rooting for Adam. Wasn't meant to be. Yeah, we But are. I heard he's Absolutely. been, I just heard he's been all stand-up about it and, you know. Well, that's the biggest reason why you root for Adam Burke. Of course he is. Like, I would be shocked to hear if Adam Burke was not handling this as, as well as any human being possibly could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Greatest guy ever. So we'll talk to Sean Perry on Friday. Um, we, we always try to remember to go back to guessing lines at some point midweek to remind folks of what we sort of landed on or what I landed on. And again, were it not for those two oh and fives, Kelly, oh, what could have been in circa millions for me this year on the Megapod 29, 15 and one. It's been a great year, um, but I just I couldn't avoid the the hiccups and big time and hiccups is not doing it justice, but the awful weeks of two oh and fives. So coming off a of three one and one, the the instincts on guessing lines has been great all season long. Besides those two weeks, and this week it took a while, right? We went about six segments yesterday without really liking anything, and then 
Then it was a few in a row. I I like, we've only heard Cowboys love on the show this week from guests. I kind of like the Dolphins. I haven't bet any of these, full disclosure. I have not bet, none of these are in my account yet. But I kind of like the, because uh, I, I obviously didn't feel that strongly about them to put them in like I did a few weeks ago when I put four in while we were doing guessing lines. But I like the Dolphins laying less than three against the Cowboys. They're only laying one and a half now consensus uh, in spots against the Cowboys. Um, I also thought Man, that. I've got no feel for that game. Like what I, a great matchup. I, I can't wait to watch it. It's one It's one of those. I can't wait oh, to watch it. I'm going to be sitting on the sidelines. kind of like Timberwolves Sixers tonight. It's like one of the one of the NBA games I've been most excited for for the season. No bet whatsoever. Can't wait to watch it. This Dolphins-Cowboys, I think I lean Miami a little bit, but... The, the other two, man. here's where the problem comes. Because the other two I liked require me to take, a really, take two really bad teams and then just swallow hard. And that is, I think the Broncos are too big of a favorite against the Patriots. I think six and a half now. This is the one thing we said, right? You, you have fun with it this week. <laughs> you, you said it. There's no rush to bet these bad teams because the line's only going to get higher. Right. Broncos are six and a half now in some spots hosting the Patriots. I think that's too many points. I mean, I don't. I think the Broncos will win, but I think that's too many points. And the other one was same sort of thing is I love the Chiefs. I have a bet on them to win the number one seed, to get the number one seed. But I think 10 is too many at home against a Raiders team that traditionally, for whatever that's worth, gives this team trouble. And do I like living through those two bets? Absolutely not. <laughs> but if you're asking me what I think, where I think the line is off, I think those are the two. Man, I, I've, had a, I've had a couple pretty dang good weeks, like over the past four or five weeks. But, man, it does feel like it's been five weeks of, like, I haven't, where I haven't loved a card. It's been a while. There's been a few of those weeks. Since I haven't yeah. loved a card. The only, so I'm, I made two. All I've got is two. And the one I really like, 49ers team total over. I played that over 26 and a half uh, on Monday. That's the one I really like. I laid a cheap three with the Lions. You can. Everybody can come at me. I, it's, I understand. I think no. Will's right with the line movement. But you're talking about Mullins in there for the Vikings. I think laying a cheap three I'm okay. It's also a weird year where when I don't feel good about it, it goes bad. When I do feel good about it, right. it goes good. It doesn't <laughs> usually work out that way, but this year it has. We've done all we can do. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.